Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, moist basement somewhere in the bowels of Georgia. Welcome to Can't Find the Damn Time, Bruce. No shit. Our schedules to match, man. It's weird. We're not very busy people. It's just when you're not, when you're busy, I'm not. When I'm busy, you're not. It's just weird as hell. Well, and then throw in the fact that I've had the worst luck with automobiles in the last month and a half. So, yeah, that'll put a damper on anything. Now, uh, I did during the holidays get to sample the sampler that Lumi Joe shared with us. Um, he knocked it out of the park. I think he only picked two that I didn't like. Um, that blood, there's a blood orange, and I apologize, Lumi. Uh, that he sent us a six pack of, and I had three of them. Of course, you had three of them, or maybe he sent us a twelve pack. I don't remember. Anyway, it's different and it's good, but it's not one that I would drink a lot of. I will say the Shiner variety pack that he sent was pretty dang amazing. Well, let me tell you, I uh, I sampled all of them in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> what well, I don't really remember. How good the last couple were, but them first couple were good as hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some high gravity ones in there. Me and my brother decided to do a. They do the trick. Let's just put it that way. Tour of Texas, I guess is what you could say. And so we would, I bought one. I brought one of each to Christmas, and we had half. But we wound up equivalently. We drank, I think, seven a piece. <laughs> so yeah, pretty pr- pretty good stuff right there. Yeah, well done. They definitely, um, they ferment pretty well out there. Yes, they do. (laughs) Yes, they do. So this is a little bit different episode. We've, in the years past, we've done a top five, bottom five, and we kind of got away from that at the, uh, let's just put it this way. It's hard to pick at bottom five. It's very hard to pick the top five and very hard to pick the bottom five because there's just so many to choose from. (laughs) But what we decided to do is since we made the move to Anchor, which we've been with them now, I believe, a year. Let's do the, yeah, do the top 10 from the Anchors. Yes. And so in true top 10 fashion, we will start at number 10 because this podcast would, this podcast would end immediately if I started with number one. (laughs) It's over. No one's going to listen. No one gives a shit. So number ten was the disappearance of El Fausto. That is Who's that, guy? that is the ship. Oh yeah, that's right. Wound up in the middle of the damn ocean, a thousand miles off course. That's the one that disappeared three damn times. Yeah. Yep. And they two of the times they were like, "No, man, we're good. We got it. <laughs> we're not lost. We're just chilling." And then apparently the cocaine kicked in, and people just they just disappeared. Yep. And then. The next one, number nine. We're just going to do that that quick. We're not going. Uh, I don't remember a whole lot about the El Fausto, except that they had a uh, certificate on each case. You're just going to be like, all right, number nine, number eight, number seven. We're out. <laughs> yeah, we're out. See you. No, I'm just joking. Right. Now, the El Fausto has done quite well. I need to pull up here. I'll do it this way. Oh, here we go. I'll put one on the screen, and then that way I can actually look at our episodes on Spotify because that's Ooh. where it's at Spotify. So we 
We did not publish our year in 2022 wrapped, but we did quite well. Uh, I can give you some statistics at the end. Um, Statistics? Statistics. Well, I said I was going to do this. but Okay, so I guess we're not going to do this. Dashboard. It is raining like nobody's business over here. It is insane outside my house. Like it's just man. What about that that gentleman, Demar what, Hamlin? Yes, Mister Hamlin. From the Bills. From the Bills. He scared just about everybody. Cardiac arrest on the field. That is insanity. Yes, it is. So I can find everything. Oh, there it is. Found it. We're good now. All right. So the about time because I ain't got much to riff on. I'm not very good at it. Why is this not going in order? That did. There it is. The disappearance of the El Fausto, and it came in at number ten, just barely edging out the disappearance of Giafuda. Um. Oh, really? Yes, it did. So. El Fausto, remember, was the sailing ship. I don't guess it was really a sailing ship. But they would go from their home port up the coast and always keep the coast in view. And they'd go to another port, pick up goods for their little village. And then they would come back. And in the story, if you have not listened to it, we'll give you the Reader's Digest version. They It was a crew of three, but... They decided to pick up a young man who had missed the trolley because his wife was pregnant. So they had a crew of four, and they miss their usual arrival time. And they are spotted by a ship. I think originally they were 60 miles off course, and they were like, no, we got it. You know, everything's cool. And then they're spotted by a shipping container vessel they are extremely way off course but again they say that they've got enough rations and fuel uh to get back home and that ship happens to go into port and was like hey they should be here in about an hour they were right behind us well they never show up again so they wind up disappearing in total of three times and when they find the ship they only find the young man that was catching a ride back to their village, which adds to the mystery. See, I've always wanted to be like a sailor. You know, well, not really a sailor, more like a rich guy that bought his own boat and sailed around. But there's just too many weird stories about people just disappearing like that. There's a friend of my family's. He used to own a sailboat, and he would sail out of Fort Lauderdale to the Bahamas, the Keys, and stuff like that. But he said... That he would always, he was always within eyesight of land until he started towards the Bahamas. And then he said he didn't put the sails up. He dropped the motor and they got on it to get over there and get back. Yeah. We sailing, boy. We fucking gone. Like, let's get there as soon as humanly possible. He did say that it was cool sailing from Fort Lauderdale around the coast of Florida, down through the Keys, and then back up into the Gulf. He said, now, that was pretty cool. But he said that at any time, 
there was weather coming, he would go into port, batten down the hatches, and he wasn't stupid. So, and I'm not saying that the crew of the El Fausto was stupid. I'm just saying that they probably made that trip. I think during the episode we discussed it that they probably made that trip a hundred times, and probably didn't think anything about it. But what the mystery of that is, how did they get off course? And if they had land in sight, what were they seeing? So number nine, the Storyville Slayer. I don't even remember this one. Now the Storyville Slayer was the basic serial killer from New Orleans. And they suspect that he killed 24 sex workers and drug addicts, most of whom were women in New Orleans during the Man, early to mid nineties. That was like close to. It was only June. Oh, I don't remember that far back. <laughs> <laughs> I had drank a lot. <laughs> so that one was. They found like if you'll remember, they found. I think his first six victims within like a mile and a half of each other. I mean, you could take literally take a baseball and throw it to each victim. And it was the first body was found on like a, a little alleyway where people dump trash. Why on earth would you throw a baseball at a victim, man? You are a jerk. I'm cruel. You're already dead. Why are you going to hit him with a baseball? That's just how I roll. That is one of the only, well, I'll take that not only, but that is only the second serial killer we did because... We don't know who he is, and Coach is not doing serial killers that he knows the ending to. Well, that's the whole point of the fucking podcast. <laughs> I don't understand the. I don't understand how people aren't satisfied with that. Uh, I love when we get suggestions, but a lot of them they're like, "Hey, man, do this." It's like, well, solved. Yeah, but it'd be cool. It's like, I get that. I understand it would be cool, but we don't do solved stuff. So the next one was one of coaches. I will die on that hill. He is. We're sticking to it. Four, it's not four, solved, Bruce. Four years, we are dying on that hill. <laughs> um, the next one. So this would be number what? Eight. Yep. That'd be ten, nine. Yep, that'd be eight right there. So it's the Jared and Michael Nagrete. And Nagrete, if you'll remember, was not a very common family name. So. Still not. To have two people go missing in California years and years apart. And like miles and miles apart, too, because, I mean, Michael was, I mean, Jared, which one was the one that was after? Michael? I don't remember he which was one was one first. one that was, like, from Maryland. He was there for college. Yeah. And then the other one was a scout. They, he was on a scout trip, and he tore ass down the hill. Yep. Never to be seen again. That's just, I don't know. I Like, if you're a follower of this podcast, first of all, ask yourself why. Second, thank you. Third, you know that I'm obsessed with disappearances. It is so insane to me. People just disappear off the face of the earth. No trace left behind. And both of these guys with the same last name in the same state, just gone. I don't know. It's just fascinating to me. So, Ghost in the Machine. I can't. I keep forgetting that. Uh, you can hear that. <laughs> sending text messages during the podcast. Actually, I was trying to send an email, but it's okay. Oh my lord! Well, 
All right, sidebar. <laughs> they add two sections to my schedule, so I'm teaching first through sixth with one 50-minute planning period and get an hour for lunch. So uh, not real happy about it, but. That sucks, dude. Uh, You went to Mega Man's like you said you was going to? If I did, uh, we'd be face-to-face with the beach behind us. You prom- <laughs> yeah, you promised to take care of me. <laughs> but anyway, back to the Negrete. It kind of checks off some of the boxes of um, the missing four one one, and you and if you are a longtime listener of this podcast, you will know that we are extremely fascinated with the missing four one one and Mister Dave Pilatus's work. So we get into numero seven, and that is Jennifer Kessie. And if you will remember, that one was a while back, too, to jog old uh, coach's mind. That was back in February of 2022. And she was a young professional businesswoman that leaves for work and disappears without a trace. And this is the one that authorities had CCTV footage of. But every time the CCTV would take a picture, he was either the had the just blind luck of all, his face always being obscure or. Oh yeah. They find her car at the apartment uh, complex. Complete just cray cray in the Ray Ray happenstance. Dumb luck on that fucking idiot's part. Yep. It is man. And that one was a wild one. That is one of the probably big true crime cases out there because it's so strange that she would have allowed someone into her apartment because during the episode we discussed how they were doing work on the apartment complex that she lived in and anytime the workers were coming in to either repaint or put up new paneling or whatever she was always on the phone with her dad or her brother or her boyfriend so again very strange that she would leave not a single person saw her disappear but if you'll remember during the episode, the master key happened to go missing about a week before she disappeared. So it's pretty, pretty interesting that maybe someone let themselves in. But in the case, you we discussed how it did not, her, the inside of her apartment did not show signs of a struggle. It just looked like she had gotten ready for work and walked out the door and was never seen again. Hmm. All right, so we get to number six, and this one was when we first met our boy, Heater, and he said, y'all gots to do Bardstown, and so we did, and Bardstown, Kentucky, part one, made the top ten at number six. Really? I don't think I was on that episode. I'm pretty sure you were. I don't think I was. I think that's when you just, you know, stopped talking to me because you pissy by something. Well, again, this was almost a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to He ain't going to acknowledge that, huh? <laughs> and this was the episode that we dedicated to Miss Kim Phillips. She would have had a ball with this uh, episode because it was just rife with corruption and stuff like that. So, that was our shout out to Miss Kim Phillips, um, who is missed dearly because I I still 
have things that I'm like, man, I wonder what she thinks about, especially now that all this stuff is coming out about the Rebecca Gould case. Uh, I wonder what she's thinking about that stuff. So, but if you've not, and I will say this, uh, Rebecca Gould did not make the top 10 on Spotify, but of all time, we're not doing all time. We're just doing the year in review. Um, Rebecca Gould's case, they did catch that POS and, uh, they finally released the murder book and they were supposed to release it to Rebecca's dad, but they publicly dumped it, which pissed everybody off. And do that, yeah. good friend of the podcast, Miss Bucholtz, it, her and jo- author George Jarrett are championing the calls there. They are going through that murder book page by page and trying to organize it. There are some very interesting things that they have found. If you are interested in the Rebecca Gould case, please join that Facebook group. She does a phenomenal job. Is that our all-time favorite episode, uh, most listened? No, all-time is still episode number one. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's a great case. But, God, that was just awful on our part because we just didn't know what the hell we were doing. And that was the remake. Like, we did it twice. The first one. Holy shit. We were hammered the first one. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I'm surprised glitter ain't way up there. <laughs> oh, it is. It's that's I mean that's what's funny is we're not doing all time. People are probably listening to this going, Man, I didn't even know half of these I don't remember half of these cases. Our longtime listeners probably are thinking, Man, these are just, you know, random cases, but no, these are just the top ten for this past year, twenty twenty two. Let me tell you. The, apparently that glitter has been solved. They finally came out and said, yes, it is bass boats, but I don't believe that shit. Well, the uh, stuff they don't want you to know did a little mail drop on it, and it was bass boats and uh, the Defense Department. And they wouldn't get into the Defense Department. They use it as some kind of special paint for stealth is the hypothesis because you're not going to get the – you're not going to get the federal government to tell you one way or the other. Yeah, and then, uh, but if it is bass boats, my question now would be, why the damn secrecy about it? I know that's what. It, I don't know. I mean, I guess they are are bass boat companies uh, embarrassed by how many pounds of glitter has to go into one bass boat. I mean. They thinking them rednecks will oh hell no man I ain't buying that shit because it's got glitter in it like no it's yeah that's <laughs> how they sparkle that's how they get the sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so top five. This one is. This was a user request that we were kind of like, why the hell haven't we ever done this one? And that is the disappearance of Amy Fitzpatrick. We did that one back on. April uh, 13th of 2022. She is the young lady that left her friend's house on New Year's Day of 2008 at 10 p.m. to head home and is never seen again. And this is the expats that moved to from Ireland over to, was it Italy, I believe? I believe it was, yeah. Yes. I yes. remember correctly. So yes, that is the uh, numerous. Her parents were her. Her dad is the one that stabbed and killed her brother. Yes, a couple years later. I remember now. Yeah, which is not suspect at all. 
No, 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 no. And murder. And her mom's like, I stand by my husband, and even though he murdered my son, I don't think he has anything to do with the disappearance of my daughter. Sheesh. Sheesh. Oh, well. But that is, uh, we got one of our three abroad, I guess you can, well, not three. We only have two that are abroad. We have a couple north of the border that are patrons, but we have two abroad patrons and Aisling. I know I'm probably messing that up, and I apologize. You got to get these right if they're paying money to listen to them. From Ireland, that's how we uh, gained that patron. And then, of course, Cody Tim's the great Cody from Down Under. She's always sending funny little things on TikTok. Has a lives in probably one of the most beautiful little coves I've ever seen on the coast of Australia. So if we win them, if we win the mega millions, you're going to have neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) If I go to Australia, I'm going to go to that little ass town that Patty Moriarty was from. Yes. And have the meat pies. You're going to have the meat pies and the the kangaroo. Eight or nine beers a night and then walk back to your house. Yeah. I mean, he was living life. And if you don't know that one, that one's actually a micro brew that turned it damn near into a full episode. (laughs) I just, I'm just fascinated by that little town. It's just like, there's like eight people there. There's 13 people there until he went missing. Now there's 12. And then he was pissy with what he would take and dump his hog carcasses in that lady's yard. Not just, not the carcass, just the one particular part. That's right. Sorry. I forgot. <laughs> Winers. Going hey, to Winers in the driveway. It's not good. It's no good. <laughs> no bueno. No bueno. Yeah. All right, so number four. on the glass at the Alano Club? (laughs) Number four is The Watcher. Which I still haven't got to round to watching the Netflix series on it. I watched the first one, and from what I can gather, they kind of turned this uh, into some fictional stuff. So at the beginning, the first episode kind of goes along with what we all know. Um, but it kind of like episode three or four kind of turns and you're like, really, this is how y'all are going to take this. But anyway, uh, the watcher, man, that one freaked a lot of people out. Freaks me out. Still. I burn that son of a bitch to the ground. I'm out. Yeah. I'm not doing it. If that's, if it's legit, legit, like there's not some sort of hoax behind it and they're involved. There's just no damn way. I'm staying at that house. I'm gone. Yeah. You can have all the young blood you want with my fat ass not there. <laughs> yeah. You can have some new young blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you don't remember the watcher, that's the couple buys a house in just a couple of streets over from where the wife grew up. It's in a prominent neighborhood. Very quiet, quaint, uh, million multi. I think it was like $1.2 million home. While they're kind of remodeling it, they get these strange letters that are addressed to them and then they call their kids by name. So it's literally someone that is in within earshot of the house. And, uh, it is quite the tale. If you have not listened to that episode one twenty eight, the watcher. All right. We're into the top three numbered at coming in at number three is Mr. Charles Morgan, and he was the one that disappeared without a trace after dropping his daughters off at school. 
Three days later, he reappears with a wild tale that they put something in his mouth that could not, he could not talk. He gets extremely paranoid, starts wearing body armor, and then his car is found. He go, he disappears again, and yeah, he like is ten days or something like ten days later, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. His car's found in the Arizona desert with some uh, strange happenings with the evidence, but they try to say it was a suicide, which, you know, most people suicide themselves in the back of the head and carry weird ass $2 bills with mess with a weird message and a map drawn on it. I mean, don't, I mean, don't you have a $2 bill right now with a weird message in your wallet? I mean, who don't I I do, but I'm just weird. motherfucker. Oh, man. All right, so number two, and this is one that we had kicked around for years about doing. This, and we, the, this is the one I thought was going to get us killed. Yeah. I thought this, if we, if not at least make the list on where they're monitoring us, and then they're like, well, we'd get rid of these some bitches, but only like 200 people listen, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is episode 135. Danny Casalero and the octopus. And you talk about crazy. I mean, we could have went on, which we did go on and do a part two, but isn't there like a whole podcast devoted to this thing? I believe so. Could be. I believe there is. I believe after we released our episode, we got some uh, messages saying that someone had done that. Um, but y'all, that is the craziest cat. I mean, he was on the verge of some huge, huge discovery. Uh, there's a couple of YouTube videos out there about where some paranormal investigators go out, stay in the two rooms. Uh, they actually rent the room that he was found in and then the room that adjoins that room. And they uh, they get some some strange shit going on. And so, you know what? The thing about on YouTube that I didn't know that there was more to it is the M Cave, Kenny Veach and the M Cave. There's a bunch of videos claiming that they've actually found it. They they've been in it, and weird stuffs going on, and it's supposedly solved now. But I, of course, I'm just lazy. I mean, if I'm not busy, I'm being extremely lazy. So I haven't checked it out yet, but I need to. I was going to say, if they found it, I want to see if the cave really looks like an M. It The one that claimed it was like a very small M, not what you were, me and you both were thinking like a big-ass capital M. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not one of them you got to bend over to get in? Yeah, it's one of those. You got to like get down and crawl inside of no, it. No, I'm out. Yeah, I'm not a crawler. No, I just don't, <laughs> I don't do that. Fat man squeeze up at Rock City? No, ain't doing that either. Oh, I'd get stuck now, for sure. All right, that brings us to the number one episode for 2022. I was surprised by this. I mean, I don't think we did a bad job on it, but I just didn't know there'd be that much traction on it. And this episode weekly gains probably 50 listens. So this, yeah, this is the Lost Boys of Pickering. I think it's more, I think it's a case of the people... Because it's in Canada, so I'm thinking that a lot of Canadians are interested in it, but not a whole lot of podcasts are covering it. Correct. I believe you're correct. I think we're finding listeners on it from people just Googling it 
and then they they'll find that we did the episode on. I think that's how we're getting those, which is not a bad thing. I'm not complaining, but yes, but this to find explanation, you know, this is the story of five young men that leave a party on St. Patrick's Day to see what they can quote get into, and on their way to pick up a sixth person. They decide that they're going to stop at a marina and on security camera, they are seen taking beer from a boat that's not theirs. Well, three of them are. And then a boat and one of those water tricycles is never seen again. And that's the thing. I I believe we touched on it during the, the episode. I think the water tricycle was just a somebody made an insurance claim out of the opportunity because the fact that a water tricycle was never found is damn near impossible if you know what those things are because imagine trying to sink one of them what you would have to do yes it had it would have to be a catastrophic failure and then supposedly i think we discussed it in the episode um it's the like where that would have sunk is not was not one of the deeper parts. It would have been seen from the air because the lake where they left the marina, they're suspecting that 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 water tricycle would have sunk into. I mean, deep water. Don't get me wrong, but um, not deep enough. It couldn't have been seen from the air. But ne'er a hair has been found in that case. So that. Ladies and gentlemen, is the number one episode for 2022. So if we look at our wrapped up huge, whatever Spotify did, or what is it called? Yeah, your 2022 wrapped. I'll go through some of those. Um, I don't know what that is. It's the Spotify, hashtag Spotify wrapped. No we idea. are by no means out there. This is why I didn't publish it. Everybody and their mother was publishing their wrapped. And uh, I just felt like that uh, <laughs> we were just scratching the surface. So we are. I don't listen to Spotify. I do Apple Podcasts. And I do CastBox. And I know some people do Stitcher. And we've got, we've got about 100 people that listen to us on Google Play. So. We created 2,509 minutes of new content in the year 2022, and that is 96% more than other creators in the true crime category. So, Damn, look at us. Look at us getting up our... Um, Who would have guessed just talking fucking nonsense? I, you know? I know. That's what I said when I was looking at it. Can't outdo true crime garage. Them some bitches put out like four episodes a week now. Oh, I can't do it. Of course, man. that's their full time job. I was gonna say they're making that's their living, so that's why. I don't like. I, I'm by no means saying that we are good, but the more I listen to true crime garage, they're not like special. I guess maybe they just hit it. They hit the time that, yeah. Of, you know, timed it right and they just took off i mean they're good i'm I'm not saying we're better by any means but there are better ones out there now the cool thing that i saw for the wrapped for spotify and this is just on spotify so this does not take into account like coach said apple podcast or 
Apple Podcasts, or any other platform that you may listen to. But on Spotify, we were heard in over 51 countries, and our top five countries were number five, Australia. Number four will shock you, Thailand. Nice. That's awesome. Number three, Canada. Number two, the UK. And coming in at number one, the great state of Arkansas. I mean, the United States. <laughs> I was about to say, if anything beat out U.S., I mean, would Arkansas move? <laughs> yeah, that's cool that we're getting some play in the U.K. I like that. I do, too. I want one of you guys to, you know, sponsor us. We'll go out there. We'll do any episode you want. If you, We'll do a live show, whatever. Just let us know. We'll be there. I want to go to the U.K. so bad. Oh, I do, too, man. I do, too. I'm afraid if I get out there, I'm not coming back, though. But anyway, so we get into it between in this is just one specific week in March. Let's look at our before I get into this so I can kind of see what's going on. But they say that in between March 6th and March the 12th, we had a 50 percent jump in listeners per our average week. Whoa. So I'm trying to, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, There's, well, there you go. It was the cryptid triple play. And the watcher. So the watcher and the cryptid. got some traction because I guess, it was right around the time that Netflix was advertising their the new series on it, so we may have got some traction for people Googling again. That's right. The, the old Google. People getting on the Goog. And if you will, uh, whether or not you appreciate the episode, but our Billie Jean Phillips episode that we did back early in our young careers, we uh, rebooted it, gave you a basement cut on it. If you try to google billy jean phillips we're like one of the top three uh tags when it comes to billy jean uh phillips so our podcast was in the top 10 percent shared globally hell yeah and it was shared four percent of that was shared through the whatsapp 10 percent through facebook the other piece of the pie just says other Eighteen percent. Uh, direct links were twenty-one percent, and people are sharing our podcast via text at forty-seven percent. Dude, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. There was a couple of these that are uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good, and we average 20% of our listeners follow us and that puts us in the top 10% most followed podcast too. And that's, what's crazy. I didn't realize that that number 20% that listen to us actually follow us puts us in the top 10% of followed podcasts, which you, I don't know. I, I thought that to be in the top 10%, that number would have been higher, but I am ecstatic say the least well you know i mean I, I contribute a whole lot to that i listen on several you know different places and i share and i you know i'm probably responsible for 90 percent of that now, I, I you're selling yourself short i'd say at least 95 percent short 
So they say that the podcast personality that shares us the best and loves us the best is the adventurer because they love for the adventure that we take them on, according to Spotify. <laughs> so All right. I don't know what that means, but we uh, on Spotify, we are a 4.8 out of five. That's pretty good for four, for four years of crap. That's right. You're right, man. It is. It's quality crap, but come on. Yeah. If we could be better, we should be better by now. <laughs> we increased now. We increased our uh, podcast time. I guess total time by three percent. Uh, we increased our streams by four percent. Our listeners grew by a whopping nineteen percent, and our followers increased by fifty four percent. So before this year, that twenty percent was only. Less than 10. <laughs> Sorry, trying not to sneeze. Oh, I'm sure our listeners wouldn't appreciate that. Yeah, it's all right, man. They know it's allergy season. We are a top 10 podcast for 489 fans. We are a top five podcast for 306 fans. And there's 90 people... There's 90 people out there that say we are their number one go-to podcast. I don't. I didn't know you had that many relatives. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> number one. That is that is incredible. I am so happy. I'm actually gonna have to start trying again. There you go. <laughs> if anything, this episode has made, has rejuvenated the young coach. So we That's put out uh, 45 episodes last year, which is crazy that we knocked out 45 episodes. So, Well, there's 52 weeks. We try to do one a week. So, Yeah, we do. Up. We do try. We try, and we try hard. Well, Coach, you got anything to say about 2022? Anything that we uh, didn't uh, cover, man? Some of the crazy uh, criminal cases or anything pop culture wise that happened this year. Cause I want to talk about that girl at the waffle house fight. You see this shit? She's got, she's got her own page, YouTube video now or YouTube channel now. Is yeah. That, she catches yeah. that chair and then she is throwing haymakers with the uppercut until they get her in a hair headlock. And then she's getting yeah. pummeled over the top, but dude, she's throwing, she's throwing no, uppercuts no. like she's Tyson. <laughs> If you guys don't know what we're talking about, very recently there was well, no, it's recently it gained, gained traction. It's actually a fight from a year ago, from what I heard, what I understand. But they're calling her the greatest name ever, the last chairbender. That's right. Because this girl, there's a fight in the Waffle House, and this woman throws a full sized Waffle House chair at the head of the worker, and she snatches it out of the air like she's brown Bruce Lee. She and the other one still wants to fight. I'd have been if like, no, nah, I'm good. As hard as I can, and you just catch it, and then you're you're agging me on saying, bring it on. I'm right here. That fight's over. I'm done. I'm going to go to the house. Not only did she catch it, she caught it by a leg, swung it around her head, and it never touched her. Mm-mm. It's crazy. Like, I'm calling it a night. I'll be like, man, I just want to say I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't know what got into me, but I was wrong. <laughs> 
you know, holidays and stuff like that. You know, I'm just a little stressed, but just let me take this opportunity to sincerely apologize for, for everything I might have done to wrong you. Yes. So talking about true crime, uh, like I said, Rebecca Gould's case was finally solved. Uh, we kind of knew who was the culprit, but they finally sentenced him. And uh, it has come out that he has confessed to possibly as many as five other murders. I didn't know that, really. Yeah, yeah they, they're trying to keep that quiet right now. But um, And then the whole Gabby Petito thing happened this year. We didn't touch on that, but that whole thing... Man, that whole thing is so. The one that was like the blog. Yeah, they did the blog, and then the the family actually supposedly finds Brian Larley or Larry's the boyfriend's remains, and they just happen to you know be able to walk two miles back where nobody would have ever looked and find some remains, and supposedly it's his. And man, it was it captivated the nation there for a little bit. We should have done. We were going to. We were thinking about doing that Idaho case. The, the, was was it Idaho? The murders. The yeah, um, Moscow. It was in Moscow, Idaho. I think. Yeah, the uh, the 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 college murders there, but apparently they've arrested that guy. Yep, he He looks like a total winner too. They said somebody was interviewed by the press, and they were saying that graduate student though, man, he's like already. Yeah, they said whoever was with that guy that day said that you would that until they arrested him, he said, man, I would have never thought that he had done something like that. He said we had I don't know what they had done, but they had gone out during the day and kind of like hung out and stuff and said he was fine, didn't act like anything was wrong. And then I don't know if it was after they saw he left him or whatever. He snapped and man, that's just fucked up. Yeah, unfortunately, it happened, man. I. To, this year was weird for me. I, first person I ever knew, I'd met a guy that got murdered. He was the world champion jiu-jitsu guy, uh, Leandro Lowe. I'd met him once, took a picture with him. He was murdered this year. And then I actually had a friend of mine who was murdered freaking three days before Christmas. Never nicest guy you can meet. Got his dang brown belt ten days earlier. I know, man. That's when you, I had seen that he had passed away, and and when you told me before we started recording today, I just could not fathom him being murdered, man. It's just that's just horrible. Yeah, it's, it's weird, man. And then, heck, just last night, that guy on from the Buffalo Bills had a dang heart attack on the field. Yeah. Life is fragile, man. It really is. And I and we were talking about that too before we started recording. That tackle has made probably every punt and every kickoff, and it does not look that serious. And from what we, you know, kind of... It didn't look that serious from the replay. No, and from what we kind of talked about was it was one of those freak, it just hit him kind of like a boxer gets punched in the sternum and kind of gets your puts your heart in AFib, but they, they equivalent, equivalent to... Um, they equated it... To a car crash in a person not wearing a seatbelt hits the steering wheel. That's what they were equating it to last night. Oh, man, it's crazy because he popped right up like nothing was wrong, and then he just went down like a sack of potatoes. But I will say this. You know, for all the shit that the NFL gets and their overpaid babies and stuff like that, both of those teams huddled around him and the medical personnel so that 
cameras could not see them doing CPR on him. Yeah. Um, I thought that was great. You know, you can tell that at that moment they were not, they were just, you know, I saw an interview with one of the ESPN reporters that was there and she said that it went from competitive nature to, they were just young men out there that had realized the fragility of life very, very quickly. Yeah. So hopefully he's in critical condition, but stable. Hopefully he's going to be okay. They've not released anything since this morning, but yeah, man, it's, it's crazy, crazy. Well, you got any year end recommendations? Actually, I do. Now that you mention it, I, if you have not seen or knew, I didn't even know about it, but uh, Dave Pilatus put out a new Missing 411 movie, and it is titled Missing 411, The UFO Connection. And let me tell you. Why am I just not hearing about it? I don't know, but let me tell you something. Because you didn't tell me, you jackass. That's why. I just watched it like Sunday. (laughs) On what? Where you can't find this? You can find it on Amazon, but you're going to have to pay for it. Oh, I don't I, like that. I was just, I just bit the bullet. How much was it? Uh, I think I rented it for like three ninety nine. That's not too bad. No, he makes some great. Um, I, I wouldn't say he makes leaps, but he uh, leaves you with some things if you're paying attention. Uh, to one of the cases he touches on, and I I actually have written it down. We're going to probably cover it because it's so fascinating. But um, it makes sense with a lot of his cases uh, with some of the injuries and things and how they're found. Uh, but he, again, he doesn't, he doesn't put his, what he believes out there. Um, he just gives you the facts of the case. And he talks to the guy that was on Art Bell all the time that talked about the national, this week in the national UFO community, there was so-and-so reported. He actually talks to him. Uh, He talks to a couple of state directors of MUFON. There's one that he talks to that's actually a lawyer that's also the state director. Um, There's some crazy cases, man, out there. And then the geographical profiling, he, you know, I'm not going to spoil it for everybody, but Man, it's right there at the end. You're like, holy shit. So if you enjoyed The Hunted, you will enjoy this one. Uh, He does briefly go and talk to the sheriff of the Missing 411, the first movie about Dior Koontz. Um, There is no update on it, but uh, they are still, you know, searching, according to them. They interview a lot of the search and rescue people this time in this uh, installment and so you get to hear what some of these people think when they're out there and they're told the circumstances so that is my recommendation what you got well I want to recommend people get on the line get on the line and go to uh, unsolvedmysteries.com uh, and they're taking like suggestions for new cases for the next season and I'd like for you to uh, put in Keislin Roberts which is a young lady from my hometown. We have covered her case. She disappeared from the Flying J a couple days after another 
another man did, and they still haven't found her. And the family is not giving up hope. Let's just say that they are desperately trying to find this this girl. And they put out a campaign on some of the local Facebook pages to ask people to suggest it for unsolved mysteries. So I thought I'd just try to help out as well. Well, tag me in that because the guy that is the retired state patrol officer that is the private investigator now, I grew up with him. So, Oh, really? Yeah, maybe if I can get find him, I can maybe we can get an interview with him. He's a good guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, man, find him. We'll do an update. Yeah. So, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is our year-end review for 2022. We have got some cases coming up in the new year that you will highly, highly enjoy. So with that, Coach, you got anything else? Go TCU. <laughs> ah, ain't I that finally funny. cheered for Georgia because I cannot, absolutely, positively cannot stand Ohio State. There's just something about that team. The fact that they were rated so high every stinking year. My, the only is, re- Here's what I said. I told somebody. I pull against Ohio State because their head coach, Coach Day, has an unnaturally black beard. We all know that's coming out of a bottle. Just show the gray, dude. Show the gray. Oh, yeah. He's he's using two just for men's on that show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Coach, hopefully we'll be wrong our, after next week's episode, and we will repeat. But other than that, deuces.